fricked up my thinking can be sometimes. I don't know, ever since I've been in therapy, I'm really aware of the times that I'm experiencing a cognitive distortion. Super, super good at some of these distortions. Um, My specialty areas include future telling and um, projecting. I love that. It's it's fun. I would consider it a hobby. Um, I love to project. I love to future tell. And I love to mind read. That's the other one. Yeah, that's uh, these are terms that my therapist has used. Um, so I'm just aware. And it's literally life-changing um, to be in therapy and then recognize when you have these emo moments (laughs) when you have these emo moments in particular or just triggers you're like why was that triggering to me or whatever you know any time where you feel bad um it's fun to explore those moments and say why did that bother me or whatever um so do you guys want a really cute first-hand example you're okay you're not ready but I get a text from my mom this morning at 7.19 a.m. And she says, good morning, boot. That's what she calls me. What are you doing today? Smiley face. I'm going to Nona's. The chestnut is having this outdoor anniversary celebration. They have a food truck, music, etc. I'm going around noon. Maybe Sidsi will come too, but not sure. Want to come by or just meet up for a lunch hangout? I know it's last minute, so if it's not a good day, it's okay. Miss you. Kissing emoji. Okay. A beautiful text from my outrageously sweet mom, okay? Can it be that simple? <laughs> Can it just be that simple? No. Not when I'm in this headspace of... I've already decided that my family tolerates me, but they don't particularly like to have me around. And they invite me to things as a formality. And so since I'm operating under that narrative already, I read this text through those lenses. That's how I look at cognitive distortions. Like we all have our own lenses that we're wearing and they're made up of all the things we've experienced in our life you know and so since that narrative's going on in my head this inadequacy stuff then i am seeing that text as if i'm wearing a pair of ray-bans made of my trauma and instead of that text being interpreted at face value i got so upset reading it that way that I just was fully sure that she texted me as a formality and that the reason she texts me day of to ask me to go and the reason she said I know it's last minute so if it's not a good day it's okay that she's only saying those things so that she can lessen the chance that I'll say yes So I decide all that and I get that sink feeling in my stomach. 
And I'm like, whoa, I'm fucked up. What? How did we get to this? Because that's not like how it's always been. That's not how I have always interpreted my mom. And I don't at a consistent, on a consistent basis, you know? That's what I'm trying to say is like you have these moments where you're like, huh? Like you just don't feel like the reaction matches what's happening. That's a moment to lean into uh, the curiosity. And so I did. First, I got on my Peloton bike and I found myself crying a few pedals in. I'm kidding. Well, kind of. Um, And not like, you know, anything crazy, but... No, I had to release some energy, apparently. So, yes, I was pedaling along with Cody Rigsby, listening to some Christina Aguilera. It was a 90s ride. Um, Cried. But then, like, I got into my flow state that I get into with my workout or other things like that. And it wasn't on my mind anymore. I was more focused on my body and the experience, which is why working out is good. So I did that. Then I showered and stuff, and I, like, still felt, like, a um, sinking feeling about the text. So I'm like, I'm just going to go on my walk anyway and just answer it when I get back or something. Oh, wait, no. I Then at that point, I text my mom back and said, um... Let me just read it because I hate misquoting things. Okay. (laughs) God. I said, good morning. I have my day kind of planned out with projects. If it works out last minute, I'll stop by there. Have fun. Love you. And then 45 minutes later, I said, I do want to come by the Nona thing for a bit. So I'll swing by around noon, question mark. And then, um, she goes, yeah, please stop by, exclamation point. And I go on my walk, and I end up at this little place I sit by the river. It's like a little secret spot where I can be in nature, and it's peaceful, and there's water. And I was sitting there journaling, and, um, and I was untangling the distorted thoughts I was just telling you about in my journal, which is so necessary for me to do and so helpful. So I was just untangling it and I got a little emo again. You know, I talk about queenhood all the time, but like, that's why it's a come with me journey. We all have these moments where we just, we're down on ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. So I was feeling like, I was feeling that sad feeling, yet since I am at least this far along on my journey, I at least, I don't feel ever a sense of hopelessness because, you know, once you make it through a really bad storm, then you just learn to hold on and you don't think the world's ending every time. So anyway, in that mindset, (laughs) I was journaling away and then Out of my peripheral comes this cute little lady with her, like, 1950s adorable little ponytail and her black cat eye sunglasses and her little red jacket that says Chicago Architecture Tours. 
and a name tag that says Linda. And she's a docent on those tours, meaning she guides the tours as a volunteer and goes she's on these boats that are floating by in front of me if you're not familiar the chicago architecture tour is a thing because our city is very architectural and it's said to be like a city that's best seen from the river because of the way the buildings are positioned around it you can kind of experience them in a different way than when you're seeing them from the street but anyway um, I was journaling she's like excuse me do you always have your shirt and your keys and your phone matching in all these bright colors like this and I had this hot coral tank top on a hot pink phone case and a hot pink little key ring thingy that my keys are on sitting next to me and I just laughed I said well yeah pretty much and I said I just love the bright colors they make me so happy and they're just fun and she was so entertained by me for some reason and she's like you are just a beam of joy like I was walking by and then there's you there because there's, you know, people scurrying by, but I'm kind of in like a part that's like slightly more private off the street. It's like down a little, in a little nook. So the hustle and bustle is going on kind of like above and behind me, if that makes sense. So she gestures to like everyone who's just like out and about walking and stuff and families taking awkward photos on the bridge, you know, the usual. And she's like, I just, you know, see all this. And then there was you and you just have joy beaming off of you. And then these colors and, you know, I was like, oh my God, and thank you. She did not know that I was sitting there beating myself up in my head. Isn't that amazing? And uh, we get to talking and she's 80 and she tells me about her career. I tell her about mine. And she said... (laughs) You can say no, but can I take a photo of you? And I would only show it to my closest, closest friends. I just have to tell them about you. (laughs) And I'm like, sure. And then she's like, do you want a copy of it? And then (laughs) I was like, sure. And then she's like, here, put your number in. And um, we text the photo to me from her phone and on the spot. And... We get to talking about how she wants to have me as a guest on one of the architecture tours. And, you know, then we go our separate ways. Then my mom calls me, and now my spirit's lifted, okay? Well, it's not, like, immediate, so hold on. I go back to sitting there first after my exchange with this amazing, amazing woman. A little angel, you know what I mean, for me in that moment. And, um... Um, I was just hanging out sitting there and like then oh my god I got distracted (laughs) okay so I'm hanging out and my mom calls me 
and I'm in this better headspace and kind of had sat there soaking it in thinking like, wow, Liz, see how you are a beam of light and you are amazing. And this lady was just kind of sent by here to remind you of that and that you don't need anyone's approval and that these things are just stories and distortions. And can we just take things at face value when someone invites you to something? Do you, can we just accept it as love instead of pushing it away? Because that's what I do. When someone tries to love me, I push them away. Usually, okay. Anyway, so yeah, so I answer and guess what? My mom sounds so cute and tired and she's like asking me if I'm going to come to my Nona's little party. It was a 20th anniversary at her retirement little bougie community place. It was like a festival. It was crazy. But anyway, it was so cute. There was face painting. I mean, and a band that was covering like Elvis and Johnny Cash and stuff. Really cute. So, um, and I said, I would actually like to go to that. So I'll meet you there. And she starts telling me how she hasn't slept like at all, like pretty much literally zero the last couple nights. But then just like for the last week, it's been just, just bad sleep. We start talking about different changes and why she's not sleeping and she gets into some other things right because we all have our shit going on remember things about work and personal things that immediately I'm just like struck with the reminder that wow she has her own whole world and she's carrying all these heavy things right now And then she still had, I'm going to cry. She still had the energy and love capacity to text me that really nice text. To invite me. And she probably didn't want me there. (laughs) I'm kidding. But first of all, I felt like, oh my God, thank God I didn't react in that moment. I'm not proud to admit, and yet I am because admitting to how crappy I was shows that I've grown, you know, but historically I've been really bad at, um, having a, it's easy to trip my trigger. Is that what you say? Um, a short fuse. No, 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 no. What is it? So like, so historically in that moment, I probably would have said something sassy (laughs) and kind of sharp. Like I would have been like, it feels more like a formality when you just say it same day, but sure, I'll meet you there. You know, just like, oh my God, not every time. But again, when I, when I have my moments, yes me trying to justify it right now so that you'll still accept me don't you love it god i'm so fucked up but i love it because this is the big work 
Anyway, can you tell that? Never mind. Um, so, first there's that moment of, whoa, yikes. Like, well, actually, it was just all these feelings at once. First of all, it's just empathy and like feeling for her and how she's not slept and what she's carrying. And then there's that whole like shame, guilt wave of like, wow, the fact that you could think that that's what she was doing when look at how innocent it was. Then I beat myself up, like classic, I do that. And I'm like, wow, you're distorted, like this is your mom. And look at how problematic you made something that wasn't a problem. You know what I mean? Just, But I stop myself with that stuff and that's why I journal and things because I'm just, it's so clear now to see that that's just a little Liz inside of me who's overly cautious because she has been rejected yeah, pretty much her whole life. And I mean that literally. Um, You know, like never feeling accepted anywhere. She goes, and so no wonder she wants to protect you and be extra safe. And in these moments of big energy, whether it's like whatever you're going through at the time where you're extra sensitive, okay? Um, Those parts of us come out and they're trying to protect us. So now that I know that I can have grace with myself and be like, oh my God, ow, like that's not aggravating. That's really sweet and innocent and understandable. So, so many emotions when you realize you were wrong about one of your distortions. But like, I don't know any of that stuff a few years ago. I wouldn't have known distortion. I wouldn't have known what I was doing. I wouldn't have even, like, oh my God, man. I won't get off on this tangent, but like, I honestly thought there was actually no choice, no other option, no changing it like with certain things about me, like certain things that set me off or like certain things I wasn't able to do when it comes to communication. Like what I'm talking about where I can now think twice before I respond because I want to respond and not react. And that's the something so big I've been working on the last couple of years. And when I find myself doing that in moments like today, I think I'm proud of you, girl. Because think of how much worse it would feel if I made her day that much worse. My God, she's already not sleeping. And yet she's so much of an angel that she still went to this thing for my Nona, which is her mom. And is just a family person. Drove all the way there, drove all the way home. And just carries all the weight. Oh my god. Anyway, you get it, right? When we get in our heads and have these distortions, it makes our life really hard. Because imagine if I did just take that text at face value. Going about my morning. I was chugging my amino energy before my bike ride. You know... 
And reading that text, I could have just been like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I'll probably do that. And then put my phone down and then da, 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 keep going about my day, dancing to warm up for my ride. And imagine how light I would be. Now, it's okay. Once again, I'm not shaming myself. And it's also a reminder that it's so healthy to have outlets like journaling and biking and walking and water meditation and dancing and things where I can put that energy that clearly needed to come out in those moments. Anyway, um, I guess I felt like sharing that moment because before I dug into the spiritual journey and I would have those experiences, I just, just completely accepted that I was just fucked up like that's that's just me I'm just like that I'm just so damaged and that's just what it is I don't know what to say besides I literally just thought that's like that's what is and now it's it's a gift to write your own character profile it's like We were born right. We were born perfect. And then we get influenced and shaped and just, you know, contorted and bent and boxed and labeled and influenced. And yeah, it's just such a gift to know, oh, hey, I can change those things that stand in my way, those things that fog up my glasses. I think it's kind of like if we're going with the glasses and the lenses analogy, it's like we were born with the clear, clear, clear lens, innocent, where we did take things at face value and we didn't have an ego and we were just pure. And little by little, these things and We can say, woe is me, and like, look at these lenses you gave me, and you expect me to do good things. Okay. Life's going to give you shit that's going to scratch the hell out of those lenses. And take the color away and turn the brightness down. You know, it's just not a good experience sometimes with your muddied up lenses. And then you take the power back and you say, oh, wait, I forgot that I was born with the ability to make my own lenses clear because that's my actual natural state. We all stuck in this thing like we're trying to be something or someone or some version of something. And maybe you even think like, oh, to get your lenses like this, you're going to have to be a lot of different things. No, it's about stripping away things to access the real you, your queenhood, your core, your highest self, your oneness. It's just there for us. And if you have a clunky time, communicating or with relationships or social interactions or anxiety, depression, 
if you are struggling with any of that, be kind to yourself. It's the human experience. This is all part of it. And for every bright light, there's an equal shadow. And that's what this is. It's the shadow work. Okay? You're amazing. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.